0: We are officially going to start, um, before we get started here with episode 31, and these wonderful ladies of Berbo, I uh, just have to do a quick thank you to our sponsors. Um, yes, I'm going to read from the list because it's right next to me. Lancaster Archery Supply, Yeager Archery Products, XS Wings, Hoyt Archery, that's a new sponsor, um, Yoast Archery Products, and of course AAE. I have to say a huge thank you to those wonderful companies because they have been very supportive of barebow. They are continuing to support barebow and they support this podcast, which helps support barebow. So um, golf clap for them. But anyway, so this is, this is a, this is kind of a cool episode because all three of you are new to um, podcasting and you're all sort of new to the national stage. I think in that, in that level um for outdoor target nationals susan have you ever been in the top three four target that you have okay
1: this Susan's is my been second around
0: the block. she's been yeah. around the block when it comes to verbo archery but you had a great um nationals experience so all right so this is what we need to do we're going to go through we're going to go susan first um bg next and then samantha and you guys are going to introduce yourselves and let's tell us how your national experience went as far as like where you placed as, as far as mixed teams, solid teams, nationals, US Open, whatever you want. Um, and then we're gonna get into just kind of how your experiences went. So go ahead, Susan.
1: All right, great. Well, uh, first, Frank, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity and thank you for everything you do for Bearbow. Um, So I entered every event that I was eligible for in, in nationals. Um, at the end of the second day, I was third in individuals. And uh, on the first day, the afternoon of the first day, I competed in mixed teams. This guy, John,
0: I don't don't know him. I never heard of him.
1: Pink shirt. Um, Anyway, John Demmer, for some crazy reason, asked me to be his partner and I wasn't smart enough to say no. So we did that and we took the silver medal that day. And then um, in the, the women's team, I partnered with. Chrissy Lyons and Maggie Bernsinger and we took the gold that day. Thank you. Who are they?
0: No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, is, that, is that all yours? Uh,
1: US uh, Open, I went out in the eight to Samantha and then had a great afternoon cheering after that.
0: You did, and you wore a bow Project t-shirt. Just saying.
1: Of course I did.
0: All right, VG, you're up.
2: Yeah, so thank you so much, Frank, for organizing this event. And uh, yeah, this was my first nationals in the United States. And that I, uh, I'm so happy and excited. I'm so happy to meet such a wonderful co-archers. And I get to meet uh, met a lot of people and uh, wonderful archers. And uh, in the U.S. nationals, I was a US, Nas- U.S. national champion. And I finished first. I mean, I was the first uh, first place and in the us uh in the us open i was uh, second officially so officially i was second in the next day so that we'll talk about that later on but uh so yeah this is a
0: okay all right you didn't do teams or mixed teams? no
2: since it was my first uh, first nationals i didn't get to know about these teams and also i was uh, i was not known about these teams but next year definitely i'll team up with these two guys
0: I was no, just gonna yeah. say, you're gonna I, be out. I to. yeah you're yes. gonna be getting private messages <laughs> hey do you, do, teams? do you want to do you know unfortunately i'm committed um pretty much forever at this point with <laughs> my wonderful little um student Maggie Brunsinger, but oh, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> gonna be getting some messages because it's starting to get competitive in that mixed team stuff as you all have have found out. All right, Samantha give us yeah. the give us the uh, the intel on your nationals experience as far as placement and who you are uh, et cetera et cetera.
3: Okay. I play six in nationals and um Then we did teams, my husband and I did the mixed teams, and we went out to Stonebreaker and Clare, so, you know, Um, then let me see, we did ladies teams, we had some issues with a member having to stand back and got somebody else to fill in, which was really nice, just last minute, we had no practice together, and we got through to bronze, metal, like, but obviously we didn't go through on that one, Um, and then we did the U.S. Open, and I was flying through uh, some of those things. And then we went to the gold match, which was a big surprise. And officially, I got it. But actually, I got second. Unofficially, we we're waiting for that to work itself out.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so just in regards to the national event the two a day event have you have have all of you Susan I know you have shot two day events before but BG and Samantha have you shot well you shot nationals in 2016 have you shot 144 arrows that close together before or a lot or what's your what was your preparation all three of you and you can just comment whenever you know did you shoot a lot of tournaments leading up were you doing something specific for practice um so on and so forth vg i heard through a grapevine might be competition archer media about your practice um, <laughs> situation. Thanks, so thanks. please comment on that but susan how about you did you shoot a lot this summer were you preparing for nationals in a specific way
1: I did. Um, I haven't shot a tournament in over a year and a half, which isn't what I would normally do to prepare for a tournament. Um, But I have the great good fortune to be a member of the Isaac Walton League in Arlington, Fairfax, and they've got indoor, outdoor, field, 3D. So um, I was able to get out and use their target archery range almost every day. I did a lot of my shooting at six o'clock in the morning so that it was a little cooler. Um, I got to, you know, watch the deer and the groundhogs frolic around just before nationals. I was shooting at least a tournament and a half to two tournaments worth of arrows every day. And then I would go ahead and finish up with uh, a team rotation where I would shoot and make sure I do my steps around a chair so that I was practicing coming up on one side and then stepping okay. off on the other. And I had a stopwatch and all of that.
0: Awesome. That's, that's uh that's some dedication. So 6am every day for how long? A few months. Really? Nice. That is, that's outstanding. I think people need to, I, I don't know if a lot of barebow archers understand what it takes to be able to the, the mount the volume of arrow as it takes to get so comfortable with your shot that it carries you through an event like that so it's that, good that you're that you're you're putting that out there because it's, it's it's super super important like one or two days a week just doesn't cut it really in in retrospect so um samantha how about you what was your preparation like leading up to na- your nationals um tournament that two-day tournament
3: We did a lot of training beforehand. Um, We have a little spreadsheet, uh, work out the amount of arrows we need to shoot every day. And we would shoot five days a week. Yeah. And then like a Tuesday and a Thursday, we would have what we call cardio. So we do a walking or other exercise or just to kind of break up the archery, use different muscles and give the archery muscles time to rest. Um, And we'd kind of ramp it up, we'd have a certain amount of arrows every day and then we'd have a day of uh, more than average and uh, closer to competition we would actually shoot a competition like the amount of arrows every day if possible um, so that we can get just used to the whole thing of not only being able to keep the strength in the bow but the concentration which is often what i kind of lag and then um, we did We did the Yankton, uh, just the outdoor, the 900, 600 combination Mm -hmm. as practice. And then um, we did it at Missouri State just the weekend before nationals. Uh, And that was just a one day. But again, we'd organized to have a lot more arrows than the competition would have and just try and... um, Oh, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, you're good. That was my computer, don't worry. I heard
3: a funny sound. So yeah the mental uh, thing is for me is always a big thing. Um, I get really nervous going to a competition. And so I find practicing for competition, you know, kind of going to a competition is the best practice for competition. So we try and do smaller ones, um, we shoot against each other on our range, just stuff like that, um, to, to get that preparation.
0: Yeah, um, Coach. Do you know, I don't know if you you guys know who Dick Tone is. He's the coach for Casey Coughold. He was the coach for Jay Bars for Justin Hewish a little bit um, as well. And he calls that tournament callus. Yeah. So you get you build up a callus. You get um, you know you don't get immune to the nerves, but you you just don't get overly excited. It's just it's just arrows um, that's, you know, and, and I, I have to agree unless you've been in the sport for a long time. And even, even if you've been in the sport for a long time, there's certain levels or certain levels of shooting. It still get you excited. It gets you amped up, but it's, you know, it's, it depends on how much training you have that teaches you, you know, to, to fall back on your shot process, to deal with the nervousness, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, tournament callous, it's a, it's a can't, for those who are just getting into any archery whatsoever, not just barebow, can't emphasize enough how important it is to try to get out to as many tournaments as you can. If you've been, to, now here I am saying that, and I did not shoot a single tournament all year long. My life revolves around some other things, including this podcast. So just to be expected at last tournament I shot was indoor nationals in March, but you know, it's, it's one of those things like if you, and I wish I could have, um, because it makes a difference for sure it does and you know unfortunately not everybody has access to these types of tournaments all over the country which is unfortunate but I think that's improving so VG you have some interesting practice stories from what I understand so I'm interested to hear about your preparation and and maybe some of the things you've dealt with
2: yeah uh, my practice was interesting and my even my coach was also interesting because he was a recurve archer he is a recurve archer but he is a coach for me if he, which is a bare bow so he is fred thank you so much fred and without you this wouldn't be possible and thank you so much
0: Oh, and uh,
2: so, yeah, <laughs> he actually stood third in this field, field-addington, uh, national field, in master's men, recurve. <laughs> so, yeah, and regarding my practice, and uh, I actually started my practice three to four months before uh, before the nationals. And uh, re- I recently moved to Colorado, where uh, and I found tough time in finding a good field. in near in, in the nearest miles, I don't have any field which is uh, which is a full target which we shot in the uh, nationals the only field which i had is like uh 10 to 15 mile far away and those are the hanging targets which are literally like uh maybe this much half of half of our uh, regular targets Mm -hmm. so those those are hang those are literally hanging and there are bushes all over back of the targets so if i miss the arrow then it's lost So that's, while tuning wise, I lost like three to four arrows and with that fear of losing an arrow, no, I can't afford losing an arrow just for the practice in tuning. I used to just focus on each and every arrow while tuning and made sure that arrow doesn't go uh, uh, back back of the target. So that is the first thing which made me uh, to have my right shot and uh, perfection in my shot.
0: That's and, of did you, did you tell PJ Riley that like you've seen rattlesnakes and stuff like that? Yes, I, saw, I,
2: I saw, I saw them live and I saw some uh, big snake skins, the rattlesnake skins.
0: Around big your snake. practice target. Yeah,
2: Yes. While the practice, uh, when I missed the arrow, when I, when I uh, go back to get my arrow, I saw the snake skins and the live snakes, uh, snakes just wandering over there. So,
0: yeah. so you're like, uh, no, no, thank you
2: no thank you don't miss uh, so anymore no wrong shirt and don't miss your arrow and go don't go into
3: the right. so
0: for everyone listening this is what the national champ is saying you should get <laughs> rattlesnakes and put them behind your target and then practice at it all right that's that's what she, that's what she's saying right now now um that's just so funny so how often were you shooting
2: uh In- at the time so weekly monday to friday since i work uh i since i work so after after my workouts i used to go to that hanging snake targets and shoot Monday to Friday and in the weekends I get to go one day which is like two hours around from my place where I'll have a proper target. So there uh, weekly once I get to shoot uh, in the target that is also maybe two weeks before the nationals. So just two weeks before the nationals I shot two times or thrice in the big target, actual target. So before that I was just shooting in that uh, regular hanging targets the reason behind, uh, the reason I went behind is just to check my crawl thing and all. If it is okay or not at 50 meters, I don't know when it's, if, if it's going or not. And also I was shooting in the yards, not in meters while I was shooting at the hanging because it was set in yards. So I didn't get to, so I had to choose some midpoint and then go ahead and shoot. Okay. So it was a good good practice
0: that is is just super super funny you know that you you had to deal with that but again i mean in some ways you know it benefited it definitely benefited you you know you're like you you got to make the arrows count and you know if you don't want to go look for arrows where there's like a snake pit i mean that's exaggeration but you know (laughs) yeah that's that's what you're going to do so that's what
1: makes the pressure of a tournament easier
0: absolutely well i mean let's weigh it in reality national tournament get bitten by rattlesnake which one's got to you know i yeah you know it works so between the three of you i do have a question and i want other you know the other the ladies that are are coming up through women who are trying to pursue barebow that maybe are thinking about going to nationals did you guys do drills did you do anything outside of just shooting arrows or shooting that helped you, and, and, and if you did, what would that be? Anyone? Yes, I'll go. go
3: <laughs> okay. Um, we did do quite a bit of the draw and hold, and, and I'm not up to a minute or anything like that. But it really helps help me to realize inconsistency, maybe in uh, my like my fingers and oh, I'm not actually got the pressure on all the fingers at the same way all the time because you're just standing there holding it. And so you can concentrate on different things or rather than that, the aiming of the arrow. And um, that also really built my strength in being able to get really nicely into my back and uh, feeling comfortable with my bow, which before maybe I didn't have as much. Um, they are really hard. But on days that we had little time we would do some of those instead of shooting arrows and then still shoot some arrows after that, just to make up the amount of arrows we had to work on.
0: Yeah. Uh, and just after I'm going to take my podcast host app uh, hat off and put my coaching hat on draw holds are like taking the shot and you just break down the shot into segments. You're, if you do a 15 second draw hold, that's like shooting three perfect shots, even though you didn't, you did, you still aimed, you still held, you just didn't let it go. But that portion of the shot was perfect. You, you drew it back, you anchored, you aimed, it was all perfect. So, you know, it, from on the coaching side, in my opinion, that's three perfect arrows that you just shot that, whereas if you were aiming and shooting 50 meters and you plucked all three on two of the three, you're still benefiting from doing those draw holds. And I try to emphasize that to people all the time, like the kids that I coach, they do more drills than they do shooting for score. And it's, it's tough. I mean, I got to, you know, I got to play the role of let's have some fun and not have to do drills every once in a while. But I like sprinkle them in there every single time they shoot, because that's what's going to make you better. I don't, I try to tell people this all the time. Shooting drills is where it's at. You can shoot all the scored arrows you want. You're not, you'll get better but you're, you're, you're going to get better this way. Whereas with shooting drills, you're going to go, you know what I mean? So I'm glad you said that that's outstanding, um, information. Okay. Back to the podcast, uh, hat, go ahead, Susan. What, what about you? Anything specific or?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm a single mom. So every other week I have my son and I can't obviously go out to my club at six o'clock in the morning and shoot. So I've got a, a target at home, and so I can shoot 40 meters in my yard at an 80 centimeter target. And so mathematically, that works out to being slightly more challenging than a 122 centimeter target at, at 50 50 meters. So I would work on that. Um, when I was out at the club and I had the opportunity to shoot with anyone else, we'd, we'd come up with some sort of game, some sort of challenge where we could go head to head. And you know, some of the times it was, um, they would shoot eight arrows and they get to score all of their arrows. I would get to shoot six arrows. Only the ones in the gold counted. Everything else of mine was a zero, but we were going head to head and it was, it was close. So we had that, you know, that, that pressure that you get in a tournament. Um, and then I, I do a lot of letdown drills. I do a lot of known and then also unknown letdown drills. So that's where I work with uh, a partner. Sometimes it's my my son, who's just turned ten. I end up at full draw at strong anchor. He counts to a random number between zero and six, and then he decides whether he says let down or shoot.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
1: And I don't when I, I don't let down until I've moved the point off of perfect aim. Because why would I let down perfect aim? Right but I would want to, in a tournament situation, I'd want to let down if my aim had wandered off. And then conversely, if he says to shoot or release and my aim isn't perfect, he knows to give me a few seconds to either bring it exactly where I want it or to abort the shot and do the letdown.
0: That's pretty cool. And that's a great way to incorporate your, your child into what you're doing. Does your, does your son shoot?
1: Not anymore. I'm still hopeful. He's the reason I got into archery. Um, baseball is his sports. So we do incorporate both of those. Um, and quite often we end up with archery being a bit of a biathlon because we'll run sprints out to the 50 meter target. Of course, I've got the binos on and the quiver and all these things. And if I'm lucky, I win once.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's good, though. And that's OK. He's he's got the rest of his life to shoot archery. He doesn't have to do it now. That's right. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm fortunate to, to have a, a child that, one of my three that actually shoot archery, but I don't push it at all. You want to shoot, you shoot. If you don't want to shoot, he runs cross country, he plays basketball, he runs track and field. You go do you, you have the rest of your life to shoot this sport. So it's not a big deal in in my book. Um, all right, BG. So what about you? What kind of drills were you doing besides the snake pit? <laughs> so
2: uh regarding the drills thank you Susan and Samantha for saying lot of drill and brilliant techniques which I'm going to use all all of these for my next nationals because <laughs> I wish I had a group like you uh, like the co shooters and all but uh, I'm I just shoot and uh, uh, there are there are some people which come, which mostly shoot compound and uh, uh, to that range and I get to meet new people but not who shoots barebow. I just see a lot of uh, very less people who are shooting in that range for the barebow. So, but for the next, hopefully next year, new barebow shooter comes to my field and shoot and we get to shoot together and regarding the uh, technique which i use is uh, just shoot more arrows and then i i feel right so the for me grip is very much important the grip and the anchoring anchoring is very much important and the if the release is tight if the aiming point if you if you just hover over the gold then that's okay if the grip and the release is tight the arrows goes into the gold so if the arrow goes goes into the gold it gives me energy and to shoot more arrows so I don't worry even if the arrow goes just off because if I know the mistake if I don't know the mistake and if arrow goes off then I get disappointed but if I know the mistake then I'm happy that I'm learning something new so shoot more arrows and the practice is my drill that's it
0: yeah <laughs> no, that, that's good you shot olympic recurve though previously correct
2: yes yes for, in how, long? Uh, for how long in india in india uh, I'm from originally from india and I shoot, you and I used to shoot indian bow which is Wooden arrow and wooden bow, so it's oh, okay. totally of wooden. So in there, I have uh, around uh, six to six years of experience, and I was a national gold medalist in under 13 Indian bow okay. in India. So in USA, uh, I I started with the recurve, and I was I I shot quite a bit competitions in Washington state, but the I Nas- I never been to nationals. But I've been to state tournaments. Uh, maybe I shot for one year of Recurve in the U- United States. And then I moved to Bearbow, which I liked, and I'm continuing. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. There's there's definitely a My difference. Last,
2: My, last, sorry. My last tournament was uh, 2018, uh, 2019 indoors in Salt Lake City. So that okay. time I get to see a lot of uh, Bowl, uh names, shooters' names in there. So I was just looking at those names, and now I came to meet you all. So this time I get to.
0: So you shot barebow then, or you shot Olympic? Yes,
2: barebow, barebow okay. in Salt Lake City. Okay, yeah, that was my first tournament in the barebow, and this was my second. Okay,
0: wow, that's <laughs> that's outstanding. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, you you have you learned from the short time that you shot Olympic recurve to barebow, like the difference between. Is there a difference for you in the way that you approach the shot a little bit? Because when you, I watch everyone shoot. Let's just put it that way. I watched videos. I'm constantly, I've watched every single one of you shoot on video on purpose. I look at every shooter because I'm constantly just evaluating what people are doing and what they're, what, you know, compare, I compare and contrast every shooter in the world that shoots high level barebow. Let's Just put it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm oh. looking for some feedback here, Frank.
0: You got one of the most talented bare bow shooters in the world, even though he's kind of semi retired, but I heard he's coming back out here soon near you. And that's Grayson. He can give you all the feedback you need, but of course, I would be willing to help. But, um, yeah, and you know, in but Grayson and John and you know, seeing these guys shoot and seeing what are the common characteristics of people who shoot with this just incredible consistency, you know, so like the VG, what I was getting to is like, did you notice a difference, something you needed to do differently with shooting barebow versus shooting Olympic recurve or even your past experience?
2: Main thing is uh, for the grip, I don't see because anyway, even it is recurve or the barebow, we have to let go the bow uh, with the release and the scapula, the turn, the the scapula should uh, turn uh, turn around when when we are anchoring. So these both are same. I guess it's same for I remember it's same for both recurve and uh, uh, barebow, but the Aiming point is different for the barebow, obviously, with the, we showed with the tip of the arrow and then my anchoring point is uh, really. So it took me a lot of time for the consistency. In the last Salt Lake City, I was not that uh, confident with my anchoring because I was not that consistent, not confident, but not consistent with my anchoring. Mm -hmm. So and if you if I see my scores my, of my solid city, the those are not consistent. For a few arrows, the anchoring was right, and the tip of the arrow was right, and I was able to shoot in the goal. And for not many arrows was consistent. But with the time and the, with the practice, my anchoring became consistent, and my aiming became consistent, which uh, helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, the grip, the grip is very much important. I'm using. I recently changed my grip to the Dimmer grip, <laughs> John Dimmer grip. The name of it's the Dimmer grip. So i i help i i think that helped me a lot because there is a lot a uh, lot of change in the shot the arrow shot is uh, i can feel the difference when i'm shooting with my previous grip versus the demo grip so
0: yeah i unfortunately shoot the same grip i don't even to <laughs> but it works it does work yeah it, it works. definitely yes. is a comfortable grip uh, he knows a thing or two i don't know so they say um but no that's 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 good that's good feedback i'm glad to hear you know that you've seen some differences and and yes. that you're you know you're you're working through it like everybody else. Uh, Susan's been shooting Bearville for quite some time. Samantha you've actually been shooting Bearville for a decent amount of time too so like you're but to go from 2016 to 21 making the U.S. Open and like that's 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 an and that's an impressive improvement.
3: Uh, I did shoot 20 well 2015-2016. Uh, I was kind of the outdoor indoor season and then the outdoor season nationals was my last competition almost because we moved from Alabama to Oklahoma and built our own house and so like physically built and it just took a lot of our time there was no time to practice we would be out here building day and night and weekends and so we just took off about two years I think and got back in um, 2019 indoor season so uh, I haven't had a, like a solid so many years of practice I'm just in back in my second or third year now uh, for the second one but I have learned a lot more um, and, and maybe by going to competitions and speaking to other people because like Viji says you go to a place you show up and you're the only one because Bebo hasn't been that welcomed like in 2015 they, they'd ask me when you're getting a real bow because everybody else in that club shot a different kind of bow and but it's growing and you guys really have been instrumental in that in making it more uh, the training available and making it um more acceptable almost in like hey this is it's okay to pick up a bare bow and actually do well with it you know so um speaking to others, learning from them, even like just what Susan said, which says, we're all going to go home and practice these things because we can say, hey, it works for them. I'm going to try it. So the more we talk about it and the more we get together and influence other people, we will certainly see a growth. My first 2016, there were eight of us. And this time there were 18. uh, That was total. That was master's and senior. And this year we were only what, what we were. 18 just the senior ladies yeah so it is growing and, and it's good to know that
0: yeah so you've seen that growth just since you know you got involved in it as well and and you know and i thank you for the for the nice comments all of you um we i started barbell sort of by accident it's john wurt's fault and he was like dude you gotta try this you're gonna enjoy it because i was shooting olympic recurve at the time and i shot olympic recurve well um but I also wanted to coach it. And I, am not saying that this is, this is a common place for everyone, but for me, I was not going to call myself a coach of barebow if I couldn't do it myself, period. That's just how I am, you know? Um, and so I kind of sent out, sent out, or what What's the word? I went out on this journey to learn barebow. Um, John, thankfully, is not far from me. Um, John and I used to banner back and forth because he shot, initially, he shot scores with barebow that I was shooting with Olympic recurve and we would he would just bust on me all the time, which obviously that hasn't stopped. Um, but, you know, that's when I was like, okay, I want to do this game because it looks fun. All the people who are involved in it are fun and I want to be able to coach it the bow project came because we saw that the growth in the class was already happening, but you guys, like it's, I guess it's just making it picking apart things that John has done and Grayson and whoever we have, maybe the stuff that I've learned over the years and making it available. You can find all the information out there in the world for Olympic recurve and for compound, but you just, it's just not available for bow, And you know, and part of, of developing the bearable project is providing opportunities like this one, where you guys have stories and you have found success. So your if, if one thing that the three of you that are on this podcast helps someone, that's why you're here. And that's why we provide this because that's not available. There's nobody doing Olympic recurve podcast, and there's nobody doing compound co- podcast, not in regards to like what, what this is about, so like, understand, like you guys are giving back to the sport by just being here, and that's what matters. Um, and as you move forward, it's only, it's only going to make the the girls that are following you or new shooters, new adults coming in behind you get better. And that's why we do this, and that's why that's why we're here. Um, but anyways, I will tell you guys, you guys kind of just won up the men. Um, our viewers on YouTube are higher for you than they were for us. I'm just saying. Right now they're not, but they were. So, kudos to you. I get. Apparently, the women do that better too. Is that and, because we're not eating uh, cereal? What's that?
1: Shouldn't we be eating cereal?
0: Yeah. They're, they're yeah. yeah, Captain Crunch or uh, Captain Crunch for Crunch berries I don't have any around me, unfortunately. For the for this one, that was. I don't know if you guys did. You guys watch the episode? It was. Yeah. Demmer's reaction was absolutely hilarious, but that was weeks <laughs> and planning. The Godzilla shirts um, yes. was Matty Yaka's idea. And then the, uh, the cereal was just a, uh, a spe- as a matter of fact, he just logged in to the uh, chat on YouTube. Matty did the, uh, the U S open champion, Matt Yaka. Um, but anyways, and then the cereal was just absolutely hilarious. If you only could have been there, like I wasn't awake while while Zernzak was was doing we were up all night long chatting blah blah, blah. we were talking about the triggerless shot and stuff like that and I was like dude I need to go to bed so I go to bed and I can only I could just picture him there like snickering by himself with this bag of crunch berries all strewn across the the, the kitchen table picking them out because you know he yeah he he, he did he was he was a little uh he was a little on the on the, he was fired up a little bit but it was the next morning was hilarious so but anyways I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about the dude. um we're we're here to celebrate you guys so U.S. Open all right let's talk about the elephant in the room a little bit here so Susan you uh who did you come through with with your eliminations and how did things go for you I know you didn't place in the top three but you ended up being a coach which is kind of cool and a fun experience so tell us about your experience first
1: so um, I think I had a bye in the first round. And then I had Amy Radner Cooley, and that was a, a dogfight. My shot had really deteriorated by that point. I'd been battling um, target panic, which I'd never had before. It reared its ugly head at nationals. And, and thank goodness for these two ladies and, and Chrissy Lyons for getting me through as far as, as we did. Um, and then I drew Samantha in the round of eight and she, she has nerves of steel. So we, we went uh, a couple ends there and she persevered and I was just, I was thrilled to put my bow down and then just cheer, just help any way I could um, enjoy the shooting and, and watch and, and support the amazing community.
0: Awesome, good stuff. So let's go with um, VG. You, who did you come through, through the eliminations? How did you end up on, in the gold medal match for the Open?
2: Just like uh, Susan, my first match was by, and uh, second was uh, Tracy. I shot with Tracy, and uh, uh, and then I shot with Melody Richards, and uh, b- which was a good match. And the, the first two matches was I was... Uh, that was tough, but I was uncomfortable am comfortable a bit with my shot, so I was okay. And then I shot the third round. I shot three with the three persons: one with Tracy, Melody Richards, and then Chrissy Lyons. The, uh, so the third match was a good one. So I I was comfortably uh, shooting all these three. Uh, I didn't. I just did not focus on the uh, scoring. I just. Focused on that particular shot and trying to be in the present, and then I finished that, and I went to the gold gold medal match. It was yeah. a so it was I'm so happy for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that I mean that, that, that experience. experience in and of itself, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. shooting against Melody, who's a previous USAT member, right? She, yes. she, Chris Chrissy, yes. pre last year's national, national champion, national second US Open. So you're not you're going against people who have been down that road. But uh, I am going, again, I'm going to put my coach hat on for a minute. You did not focus on score. Yeah. The importance of that is just, yes. I can't emphasize. Every
2: enough. arrow counts. Every arrow counts. Even in my 72 arrow, the first two days, uh, every arrow, I try to just focus on each and every arrow because in while shooting in my practice in the snake field, I'll not give the time. So I will just take, I'll, I have 12 arrows in my cuber and I just shoot all of them maybe in two or Two minutes, maybe less than one minute. All the twelve arrows, I'll just trust shooting them, which I need to reduce in the next uh, next practice, and because that's what uh, in the. Uh, but while in the tournament day, we have four minutes for those six arrows, and also I have to wait for the other second round, right? A, B, and C, D. So I had to wait. It's a lot of timing, waiting game, which I didn't practice. Why? Which was not there in my practice, and which I need to learn. And um, yeah, and also I had to learn the waiting game. And also the timer game. In the U.S. Opens, I had to shoot with the timer on, which made me a bit nervous. So that's what made me uh, practice on that timer thing.
0: Absolutely. And I'll tell you, if you shoot, for those of you out there that are considering coming to nationals next year, shoot the mixed team, shoot the solid team, because that practice helps tremendously with the U.S. Open. And yes. shooting elimination matches sure. try to find a partner try to find a team come out and shoot that and I'll be honest with you out of the entire weekend I think those two events are some of the most fun we've had it's just a blast I don't care you know it's not not that there's pressure but you want to win like I don't know about you but I, there's two people that well Demmer, obviously I always want to beat him but Stonebreaker man I wanted him so bad and there <laughs> not us Claire and Rick got us, me and Maggie, by, we tied. And, and they got us, and we ended up going to the third, uh, third place uh, match with Maggie. And, and, yes, we won a bronze medal. Good job, Maggie. Fist bump to you. Um, but anyways, and then, Samantha, how did your eliminations go coming through the uh, U.S. Open?
3: I also had a buy-in my first one. Um, I was on target fifty-seven. And I had my bye, and then I had, uh, I shot against, oh, I had to write it down so I wouldn't get it wrong because I keep calling her Ruby Rose, but it's Emily, Ruby, she's Ruby so King sweet. Uh, yeah, Emma, and she's so sweet. And then um, Susan was my, the next one. And I, was, I stayed on 57, and then Claire, and I was still on 57. And they all, well, they went to five and... I just kept shooting until they told me to stop because I wasn't checking scores either. I wasn't aware of what was happening beside me. I just knew there were other people shooting. And because I was kind of in the middle of the field, um, things were just happening. we go down, score, come back up. And then we had that last arrow with Claire. because, And I just, it felt just perfect. I shot it, it felt good. And I stood there and I waited for her to shoot. And then I realized, and I, I turned around and I said, is that an X? Because I wasn't sure. And then Claire said, wow, you know, and she congratulated me and everybody was hugging and kissing and really happy. And we went down to score the arrows and I said to Claire, okay, so do I go and shoot Chrissy now? Because I kind of thought I have to move along the line to the first target. And she said, no, no,
0: I shoot Chrissy.
3: Now you are going to go against VG for the gold over there in that other field. And I,
0: You and Matt Yaka you both I
3: was it was and I and I thought oh no oh no I I, I'm not prepared for this at all it was it was really quite a shock I was just so happy about my arrow that I didn't realize what I was doing you know what was happening beside so then yeah we had to go I had to go for the gold um and let me just say this at that point I walked back and I asked the judge, well, we asked, so well, how do I score this, because I'd never done one arrow in competition, we practice at home, kind of, like, with between, and amongst ourselves, but then, uh, he told me how to do it, I walked back, what do I do with this, somebody took off my scorecard, took to director of shooting, I, I didn't know who it was, thank you so much, and then, sadly, people came, now, this is what to expect, this is how it's going to work, Claire's husband was so nice, I mean, like, just beaten her and he told Vigi and I he sat us down you have to get this you have to do that and all these things and everybody just took care of us and it was so nice it kind of took some of the tension and uncertainty of going to that match Because you can watch it somebody else doing it but when you're out there yourself it's really quite different It's, it's very different experiencing it for yourself
0: there's a lot of moving parts to shooting eliminations, the judges, um, the, the, um, the director of judges, just, just running the tournament. And then you get into media and you have Cam there and you have announcers and you have all this stuff going on. And this is probably a good segue into the conversation because a very unique situation came up um with your match so vg and samantha went head to head in the u.s open cameras everywhere all this stuff going on um and you started out and from the very first end there was a little bit of a a cluster there was a mistake with the points that were awarded so let's let's kind of unhinge this actually no Yes, let's, let's just talk about your recollection of what was going on, and let's talk about how you guys have handled it as competitors, okay? So, VG, you're shooting. Yes. You're probably super excited. Things are going. You're just kind of shooting yeah. away, and mm-hmm. almost like Samantha's last round where she was like, oh, I'm going... Matt Yaka I know you're watching this right now and he did the same exact thing to me he had you no know, we tied shot a shoot off he's like oh man good job I'm so happy I got bronze I'm like no, oh you're going to the gold medal match against Denver." <laughs> it was kind of funny and then you know you're so much nicer Samantha because I was like man I should have told him that before we started um but anyway so VG you're shooting you're stepping up you shoot your first three arrows in the U.S. Open did you uh, where was your mind and did you notice the set system board or even your score
2: uh, no uh previously before uh, before entering to that gold medal match i and samantha were talking okay so so we were we became such a good friends that okay we we both we both are supporting each other and we are happy for each other to be at that stage and Seriously, I think Samantha had the same feeling that we don't have that nervous gold medal match nervous at all because we were just like a friends and we just we are just going to shoot and okay, let's see how we how how each of us will do. So that is our nervousness feeling. And uh, while we are shooting, there is a thing which uh, in so Susan was my coach in the coach box. So Susan was my coach, she she supported me a lot, and Steve was my agent. And um, so while we, while I, I was just shooting. so at that time, I, I'm just shooting. So she's giving me the support and just checking the arrow, and then I'm shooting. But we are not aware, and uh, we are not able to see the scores. they they keep right like zero two and two two. So that right. that was not visible at all, even for me and Susan too. The who are standing behind, we were not we were not at all aware of the scores. So I. Even at that point, I've, I'm not worried about my score because I'm just focusing on shooting. So that is the reason I didn't... So they're just uh, telling who goes next. First me and then Samantha. Only that I'm focusing about. But the people who are watching back in my home was just seeing They are aware of the scoring mess and everything. So, okay, so the match was done. So just one arrow at a time, I was just shooting. And then after the match was done, I had Samantha and I congratulated. And I was happy with the second medal because I, would, I thought... I uh, I shot the sports and yeah. I was happy with that. I took the medal and I came home. I didn't turn off my turn on my phone until that time. When I went home and it turned on, people were just telling about me about the mess that had that that happened, which which none of us aware of at the time at that tournament time. Yeah. And uh, then someone thought, "Can you please continue <laughs> with the <yours?" laughs>
3: uh, Right now, you're gonna make me tell them. Uh, yeah, we. <laughs> What happened at the practice field is we were told that I would be number two Bail and she would be number one because I was the lower ranking archer. But when we actually went to shoot, they switched us for some reason somehow, or there was a mix-up. Oh, and so okay. when you I didn't know that I've mm. actually only watched the match twice. The one time when we came home, we traveled. It's an 18-hour drive without stopping back to Oklahoma. And so drove and drove and drove and so I, we only got back Sunday really late and I said well I just want to watch it because I couldn't remember the interview the questions um I couldn't I mean you, you're just not aware of anything as Viji said you just shoot there and I just wanted to make sure that I hadn't made a fool of myself and how I answered and what I'd done and obviously still thinking I'd want and then um so yeah the point was we, we couldn't see the scoring at the bottom at all and when you watch the match you can see that every time VG shot I would get the score because the judges down at the scoring end still had the a and, well the one and two scores as it should be but the arches had been swapped yep. so that was the first problem and then when they kind of tried to make the adjustment because you can see my agent Melody was saying and you can see her pointing and yeah. what's going on Melody's, here and they were Melody's
0: both miss much <laughs>
3: no no she, she that's why she was down there and so um they there was a little bit of time you can see they're kind of talking about it and that's the second time I, I went to watch the matches because I got a call from the person who's standing in my uh, coaching box else and she said there's a problem with the arrows and I said well, well actually she phoned me we were driving and I couldn't speak to her then and by the time we got home, I'd watched it the one time and I realized the switch on yeah. the scoring, but I didn't notice that they'd also called the wrong arrows. And then when I spoke to her that evening, she said, yeah, there's a problem. And I went back and had a look and we actually scored them ourselves. And then we realized, oh my goodness. Yeah, I actually didn't win. Viji got it in like the first three. I got it in five, but that doesn't count. And so um, it, was, it was kind of like a funny feeling because I felt really bad that
2: no Samantha he had one I know I know
3: I know that's the thing it's because we were enjoying ourselves so much and because yeah. we were wanting the other one to do really well you were happy for me but yes. I was just as happy if you had won because yes just getting there was a big thing for me already you know it was it was it was quite an experience being there I've learned so much but then um, just the mess happened there and Obviously, they can't just go back and fix it because yeah. there are the rules and I wrote them down. So if you keep, yeah. Well, yeah, it's so like you're the true sportsman. I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't even <laughs> worry about I wouldn't even yeah. worry about those. But yes. you know,
3: yeah, so Viji and I spoke on was it Monday was the first yeah, time I we were I able talk, to talk?
2: Yes, Monday. Right,
3: I right. And only got hold of USO archery by Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we had a conference call. Um and try to get things sorted out from there uh, so where we are right now is that it's actually the board of justice is that it is yes right? board of justice
2: world actually right.
3: right yeah we've put in an application to them and to see cuz they are the only ones that can actually reverse the official yes. reason. even uh, yeah
2: usa archery guys watched the video and they agreed with our appeal and they supported us yes. they sent they wrote a clear uh, detailed summary of the match and what Happened in the match, and they sent uh, with uh, sent to the USA World of uh, Justice, uh, sorry, Board yes. of Justice, to right. uh, make the chain, necessary changes and uh, do the uh, in the between ends is the official scoring, right? So they made an appeal for them. So we are still waiting for them. And Samantha, thank you so much. You are a true sportsman with that sportsmanship. You send me the she sent me the medal back, gold medal back to me, and I we exchanged unofficially, even though they didn't confirm. That is your greatness, Samantha. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah um, and that's really the thing that I wanted you to to put out there so that the Bear Bow community a lot of people saw that video. A lot of people were like, yeah, there's a mess up. And 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 also and I'm going to say sort of in defense of in like like CAM and USAR tree and I, like I said there's a lot of moving parts in doing that event and doing those shootoffs. In all of the years of doing U.S. Open, I'm not too sure there's been many mistakes but like that. I think there was one for sure in the past that I recall. Um, things are going to happen. You two have the control to make the situation right. No matter what the Board of Justice does, no matter what the ranking says, you two have the ability to do that and you've done that. Um, and I think that that speaks volumes for the sportsmanship and the respect that you guys have for each other. So, you know, for the bare community, understand like it, it's, it's not about winning in that situation. You guys were so happy just to be in that elimination or be in that gold medal match. And, you know, so you, do you have, do you have your medals? Do you have your medals? Oh.
3: Uh, I, I've been tracking Viji's, but uh, obviously with the, the uh, memorial, what is it? I've, I keep getting the holidays mixed up, yeah. but because of Monday, there was a delay in her. Okay. So she hasn't received it, and uh, I don't think mine. Not I have today.
2: my U.S. Nationals uh, gold medal with me.
0: You have you it with you?
2: Okay, you got it. Well, where where you is it? U.S. Nationals. Oh. U.S.
0: Nationals uh, and Nationals. Okay, okay,
2: U.S. Nationals. Okay. Yeah. All right. okay. U.S. Nationals.
3: Yes.
0: I wanted to, I, so listen, when you two get your, when you, VG, when you get your gold medal and Samantha, Mm -hmm. when you get your silver medal, please take a picture and send it to me so that I can post it and say, you know, give you guys at least the official, you know, announcement of, we have our first place and second place solidified. There's no more questions. There's no more. (laughs) And, and you two, um, you know, helped kind of put that in place forget about everybody else. Forget about the organizations. None of that stuff matters. It'll work itself out. You guys had enough respect for each other to do it the right way. Um, And I I think that's, again, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Um, And I have nothing but respect for both of you. Um, And, and Susan, I mean, being a part of that, you know, you still, you, you were there watching and you, there's so much going on, you know, everybody was like, you don't even, I didn't pick up on, I watched the whole, I watched the match, I was in my binos like this, I looked like an archery (laughs) parent, I look like an archery parent, but I'm watching YouTube too, and I'm like every single arrow, and I didn't pick up on it either, but, you know, it, it all comes out in the wash, and um, you ladies handled it like absolute positive professionals, and, and nothing but respect, I'm glad you had a good time, you are ambassadors to the sport, And I can't wait to see you guys hopefully when. So what's your next event? All three of you, what's your next event? Um, I just checked (laughs) online.
2: Did
0: any of you sign up for the 25 meter? uh, Right.
2: That's what I was checking online. Uh, There is, yes, I'm looking into that. I need to sign up. So I just saw some comments that the time limit was done. I'm not sure why, but uh, I need to. Contact them if they open more slots for that 25-meter shootout.
0: Yeah, keep a close eye on that. Yes, yes. It'll yeah, be
2: we, cool. are, we are doing a, a 900
3: shoot this Saturday. Oh. And yeah, then man. we'll do our state, Oklahoma State, next Saturday. So we've got two more outdoor and then we'll be
2: finished. Okay. Yeah, even I have my nationals, our Colorado nationals on uh, September 19th. Yeah, I'm shooting okay. the 50 meters
1: again outdoors.
0: That was that will be my last tournament then. Okay. Yeah. Susan, how about you? What's your what's your plan? Go right in the indoor or
1: So I'm practicing indoor. Um, I'm actually shooting 18 meters outside in my yard these days. Um, but I can't commit to entering any tournaments because I'm trying to hit reset on the target panic. So I've got to get that. Under control, and I don't want to put any deadlines on myself to make that even more challenging. I'm just taking yeah, it sure. day, day by day. I'm talking to a lot of people. Um, I'm trying to get a lot of different perspectives on it, and I'm just trying to retrain my brain.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, you know, people, you need help. <laughs> you know people. Um, yeah, and that's that's a good plan. That's a good plan. Um, there's a lot coming up. Um, no major tournaments right now. The next big one is definitely the 25 meter shootout, and that's in Louisville, Kentucky, at the ATA show. For those that are watching, um, after that will be the Lancaster Archery Classic. I hope all three of you get to make that. That is an apt Have you all shot? Susan, I know you've shot the classic. VG, you have not. No, I have not. Samantha, no. have you? No. You have to go to the yeah. classic. It is so much fun. This is absolutely just amazing tournament. Um, and then, you know, then you have Vegas shortly thereafter, and then the typical indoor nationals, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, at any rate, thank you, all three of you, for coming on. Congratulations to Claire for her um, third-place finish in, let's see, she had third in the U.S. Open, right? Yes. And yes. she had third mm-hmm. in – in in, second, nat-
2: in well second and second and nationals. nationals
0: second and nationals that's right yes. so congratulations to claire i will probably get with her she is um she's just claire's just awesome um and
1: she also had first in mixed teams
0: that's right she had first to make with rick rick um, <laughs> no i'm just playing i'm playing i love rick rick's a good he's a good dude um learned a lot from him um but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. See, I told you it wasn't going to be that bad. It wasn't. It's just the conversation. It's just the conversation. Um, But again, you know, you guys handled this situation with absolute grace. And I think that you are just amazing ambassadors, all three of you for the sport. Um, And you set the bar high for sportsmanship. And I commend you for that. All right.
2: Thank Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Frank. No problem. So for those of you that are watching, this shindig is over. This podcast is done. You need to clap it up for these ladies. When you see them, give them, you know, thumbs up, like share this stuff, you know, celebrate them because they deserve it. And um, this is the end of episode 31, the ladies of target nationals and the U S open. All right. I'm going to uh, shut her down.